From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. A quote here I want to start today's program off uh, with, and it goes like this. Uh, it says, with their traditions of learning and rich culture, the countries of Islam have added much to the advancement of mankind. Inspired by a sense of brotherhood common to our innermost beliefs, we can here together reaffirm our determination to secure the foundation of a last and justing peace just and lasting peace, excuse me. Civilization owes to the Islamic world some of its most important tools and achievements. From fundamental discoveries in medicine to the highest planes of astronomy, the Muslim genius has added much to the culture of all peoples. That genius has been a wellspring of science, commerce, and the arts, and has provided for all of us many lessons in courage and in hospitality. Those are the remarks of President Dwight Eisenhower 60 years ago this June. This is a time of tension for Muslims who live in the Mon Valley and throughout the United States. Our guest today, that's a really uh, heavy thing to put on uh, Dr. Asmet Kayam, who is a physician. He is also the former past president of the Pittsburgh chapter of the Council of American Islamic Relations. And I wanted to talk about what life is like these days for Muslims who live and work in the Mon Valley. Dr. Kayam, thanks for taking some time to talk with us. Uh, Thank you very much for inviting me. Life for Muslims right now in the United States of America is a little bit stressful, I can say that, uh, which, uh, you know, you can feel that uh, when we, you're going to turn the TV on, you're going to feel it, you're going to read the newspapers, you're going to feel it, and you can feel that when kids come home from school, you know, nowadays, and they're asking questions. And the same kids, you know, who are born here as American citizen, and when they hear on TV channels about their religion, which is kind of blamed for things which has nothing to do with their religion or with them, but uh, they're feeling that. And so definitely there is a sense of... uh, you know, fear and what should I say, stress and uh, uh, what else you can call it, which you also know and you must have felt that too. I I think we all have. And one thing I do want to say in this program is uh, I I told Dr. Kayam I do not want you to come in and do uh, Islam 101. That's not your... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's not your role. That really requires a, a, a theologian or a, a religious scholar. But what I did want is uh, someone who works in the community and who lives in the Pittsburgh area to talk about their lived uh, experience right now, because it's just not something, it seems to me, that, that we're talking about much down here in, in the Mon Valley. Um, what is your current job, doctor? Uh, I'm a physician, a pulmonologist, uh, intensivist, and a sleep specialist. I currently act, uh, have a I work in the uh, McKeesport area. I have uh, recently, you know, got privileges in Mon Valley Hospital and kind of we are planning to, you know, start practice there because they are in an urgent need of an other pulmonologist and uh, we've been trying to, you know, provide services there. So, 
you know, I see critically ill patients and patients with lung problems and sleep problems. What, what brought you to Pittsburgh? Uh, actually, you know, it was about uh, in uh, around 1999. I was driving through uh, East Coast. Uh, I was living in Minnesota, driving from Washington, D.C. I passed through Pittsburgh. And believe me, I was just uh, just like uh, was caught by and attracted to this beautiful, uh, you know, valley and beauty and all trees and greenery. So at that time, I kind of prayed to God, oh, my God, can I move to Pittsburgh? And believe me, after one year, I was doing critical care fellowship in Pittsburgh. And then one day I was... See, that's, jo- how, that's how we hook people in. Yeah. So they see the scenery and then we hook them in. And then, you know, like uh, I was uh, basically just got into and then uh, after fellowship, uh, I kind of just, you know, started uh, joining the people I was doing fellowship. They didn't let me go. And then I you know, end up staying here and I love it. Uh, you, you, and so you've been here since 90? Yes, I've been here since 2000. Okay, 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, where, when did you become involved in CARE? Which I should mention, they have a website at uh, carecair.com, and they also have a Twitter feed that is very active at uh, CARE National. So uh, when did you become involved with CARE? So I got involved with CARE about uh, eight years ago uh, when, you know, a bunch of friends, uh, we got together and we said we should uh, start a chapter of uh, CARE uh, Council of Islamic Relations. And its uh, main goal was to uh, promote justice, promote understanding of Islam among our people we live here, and to uh, help the people who are, you know, discriminated because of their religion, because of their uh, origin of birth or whatever. So since then, you know, we are involved, uh, we, we've been involved with CARE and uh, providing services for people who are being discriminated and we are trying to promote justice and make you know people know about Islam it's it's not a new organization either it's been around since 1994 it is a national organization i guess it is headquartered in washington dc exactly okay. that's right how, how many people are involved now in the local Pittsburgh area? Do you have any idea? So we are about uh, five people in our board, and we have uh, one person who kind of uh, works in the office for us. And uh, Safdar Khwaja is a president, and Sister Zora is our, you know, like a coordinator. And then we have a lot of volunteers who help us, and then we have uh, other, you know, uh, organizations we work with. So we may want to come back to that later um, and, and talk, because one of the things we often talk about on this program is opportunities for people to volunteer and get involved. Uh, Dr. Asmat Kayam is uh, our guest uh, this week. He is the former past president of CARES Pittsburgh chapter. That is the Council on American Islamic Relations. You can find out more at CAIR.com. He is also a, a physician who practices in the McKeesport and Mon Valley area. And uh, we're talking with him about what it's like right now to be a Muslim who lives and works in our Mon Valley area. Uh, Dr. Kayam, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in uh, Pakistan uh, in a small city. And then after my med school, I came to United States for uh, further uh, education and training. And I did my residency in University of North Dakota and then worked in Minnesota for a couple of years. And then I moved here for further uh, subspecialization in Pittsburgh. Were there uh, doctors in your family? What motivated you to study medicine? So actually before me, there was no physician in my family. And it uh, was my dad who kind of uh, instilled in my brain at age of 
three that uh, only thing you have to do is to become a doctor. So I had that in my head. I tried to run away if several times, but ultimately I end up becoming a doctor. And now I owe to my father because I think I could not have done anything other than what I'm doing now. It, your, your, your father was more successful than my mother and father who wanted me to be an engineer and it didn't take so <laughs> I congratulate them for, for it, it worked worked better for you than it that it did for I, I really thank to my father because uh, because of uh, him pushing me and it was like an end of the world if I didn't become a doctor and now I owe to him uh, a lot did, did you grow up in Islam and was your family observant yeah I was uh, born Muslim and uh, my parents uh, are Muslim and uh, you know in a country where I grew up uh, 98 percent of people uh, I mean 95 percent of the population is Muslims okay was there any you said when you first came over um, after studying medicine in Pakistan you, you came to the United States to go to the University of North Dakota was there culture shock? For a kid from Pakistan to show up in, I can't remember, is that, where North, is that Bismarck? I can't remember so, what city so, it's in. So that's what I kind of was saying where I'm going, man. Yeah. Is this in the United States? That was Fargo, not Dakota. Okay. <laughs> and, it's a little uh, different. That is different. And uh, actually, uh, to be honest with you, it was uh, not like a, that much of a culture shock. But, uh, you know, people were so nice. And then, interestingly, in that hospital, there were like... Uh, 80% of physicians were like of like uh you know from different countries uh and there were like a lot from even Pakistan which surprised me that out of nowhere where did they came from so it went pretty good there and people were really nice of that midwest and especially you know North Dakota Minnesota so i felt at home there and then you ended up practicing your early career in Minnesota? Yes, I did uh, do as a primary care physician and ER physician for about four years. And then I wanted to run away from that place because it was too cold. <laughs> and my only sure. rescue was that I should specialize. So then I end up in University of Pittsburgh for critical care fellowship. Okay. let's. We have a 30-second uh, break to take when we come back. I, I, I want to talk to you about uh, your current, uh, how your faith speaks to you today and and uh, also talk to you about uh, some of the resources and activities that are available in the Pittsburgh area for Muslims and for non-Muslims who are interested in learning about Islam, okay? Thank you. Dr. Asmat Kayam is our guest this week. He is the past president of the Pittsburgh chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations. He is also a physician in practice in uh, McKeesport and the Mon Valley area. You can find out more about CARE at CAIR.com. We'll be back in 30 seconds. <laughs> City Online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio. If you can help by making a donation, we would very much appreciate it. Go to our website, TubeCityOnline.com, and click the Donate button. And thanks for supporting independent media in the Monarch area. Uh, and we 
are talking about what it's like to be a Muslim living right now in the Mon Valley area. I, I, I don't want to get too political, but certainly uh, in the wake of uh, our last presidential election, um, the rhetoric and uh, some of the news stories have definitely uh, heated up. Um, so when we took the break, we were talking about you grew up in Pakistan, it came to uh, the United States to, to live first in North Dakota and then in Minnesota, and I don't blame you, it's a little too cold. <laughs> and, and then our, our scenery here in Pittsburgh uh, kind of sucked you in, as, as it often does. People come through the tunnels there and they, they, they see the city. Um, you were able to find, I'm assuming, a faith community first in North Dakota. Um, you said 80%, something like 80% of the medical staff were Muslims. Um, and I'm assuming also in Minnesota? Yeah, where I did residency, there were, you know, like uh, physicians which were like, uh, you know, of... Uh, from you know South Asia mm-hmm. and like few from Pakistan, so it was an easy adjustment. Obviously, the it's not like a nine eighty percent of the staff; oh, okay. but it's just a physician. Just in the, the okay, the MD staff. There. Yeah, okay. so it kind of uh, was an easy adjustment there, and then you know people around uh, and people with I was working. It was uh, you know very nice to work with them, and uh, it didn't take much to get used to. And was there a robust, when you came to Pittsburgh, the same thing? And was, is there a robust faith community uh, for Muslims here? Actually, it is. And I, I moved, uh, before I came, I kind of, uh, you know, uh, had to look where I'm going to live. And a friend, uh, you know, drove me around. And I found a Muslim community center in Monroeville. Okay. And I found an apartment there. And uh, there is a large community of, you know, uh, Muslims there in the center, and it, it, I felt at home in a way. Uh, I, I, I said at the beginning of the program I was not going to make you do Islam 101, but I did want to ask you about one thing, and that is um, I think Christians certainly understand that there are many, many, many different denominations and varieties of Christians. There are Catholics and Episcopalians and Presbyterians and Lutherans and Baptists and whatever, and there are many, many different varieties of Jews. Is there similar differences in, uh, in the Muslim faith? You know, that's a question which is, uh, to be honest with you, when I was growing up and uh, for like even till a few years ago, I I didn't even know that, that there are, I only knew Muslims. Uh, I live with, you know, uh, Shias, my friends, my class fellows, and uh, I even didn't know what is the difference. You know, the only one thing we knew that we believe in one God, there is a Quran, the holy book, and uh, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the last messenger, and that's it. You follow the book and you are on the right path. so there could be some, you know, like, a, uh, what should I say, the factions and all that. But, uh, you know, really, uh, a, a Muslim has uh, uh, really, in, in, in Islam is really no faction. There's one uh-huh. Islam. So I, I even, I know there do exist, but that is not a mainstream Islam, mainstream or what Islam is. There is a book, and that's a Quran, and the Prophet Muhammad and his teachings, and that's what we follow. I, I have to say, and this is not to make light, and it's not to say it's the same situation, but I honestly, growing up here in McKeesport, everybody on my street, I thought, was Catholic. And I just thought, I assumed everybody was Roman Catholic. And I saw there were other churches, but I didn't know anybody that went there. And I have friends now from the, the southern, deep south United States, and they said they thought everybody was Baptist. <laughs> you know, that, that, that there was nobody in their town that was any other variety of Christian, so they just assumed the entire world was 
Baptist. And, and I think we grow up in our in our town, in our neighborhood, in our culture. And yeah, <laughs> you know, like uh, in in the Islamic world, I would I would have to say that 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 divisions are really out of politics okay. than out of a real religion. But the main core of Islam and and, and that is, you know, really kind of uh, common. Uh, there may be some small, you know, varieties which, you know, are offshoot. But uh, primarily it's the religion with the one message and one God. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, how I grew up, and that's what I know. So, so what does speak? What does how how does the prophet and how does the Quran continue to speak to you today? How does your faith continue? So to speak you to know, you? like uh, Quran. Uh, even you know, I start reading Quran. It starts with that uh, praise God, the who created you, and pray to Him that He leads you to a good life, and He guides you the right path, the path which the previous successful people had. So what is that path? That is further explained in the book, you know, with different chapters, with different stories. And if I add all into with one message, if I have to give to my kids or one for myself, that is that to believe in God who has created you and you're going to go back to him and he's going to ask you, what did you do? How did you spend your life? And that whole manual, how to do, is in a Quran. And if that manual, if I have to divide into what what is the essence of that, that essence is, you know, be good to people around you. Don't lie. Don't cheat. And don't harm anybody. And uh, just remember your God and remember that you're going to go back to him. Dr. Asmat Kayyam is a... Uh pulmonologist and sleep specialist. Uh, he practices in the McKeesport and Mont Valley areas. He's also the past president of the Pittsburgh chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations. You can find out more at their website, CAIR.com. You can also find them on Twitter and Facebook at CAIR, uh, CAIR National, actually, uh, if you're looking on uh, Twitter. Um, what are some of the common misconceptions, and I'm sure just in our conversation, I've probably displayed a few of them, but what are some of the common misconceptions that uh, when you talk to people who are non-Muslims or non-religious at all in some cases, um, th that they ask you about? You know, the thing is, one one thing I want uh, to, you know, other people know, and that's what I know, that sometimes I, you know, read comments on different things on Facebook and other people, that, uh, you know, they really should uh, learn about uh, at least meet a Muslim and get to know a Muslim so that they know, because they know Islam through uh, the terrorist, and they are posted by the media to represent Islam, which is not. They are not representative of Islam. I am representative of Islam. There are scholars of Islam in this country everywhere. Instead of somebody in a cave in Afghanistan and CNN will bring him and Fox will bring him and say he's a Muslim. He's not a Muslim. He is a terrorist and they have nothing to do with Islam. That's number one. Number two, if you want to know about Islam, meet any Muslim and get to know him or see him or just, you know, go and read about a little bit about Islam. Don't make your judgment by listening to any TV channels. And believe me, there is politics in it. There are their agendas. It's not my religion. That's what I would say. 
It's almost as if, if I can make a comparison, the only thing that people knew about Christianity was um, the Protestant and Catholic violence in Northern Ireland in the 1980s, yeah. <laughs> 1970s. Um, if that was their only window on Christianity, it, it would be the same uh, kind of a very distorted mirror Absolutely. to look at. Uh, we have to take one more 30-second break. When we come back, I uh, want to ask you, what's the climate like for the Muslim community in Pittsburgh? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? I understand you can only speak for yourself, but in your personal experience, what are you seeing, okay? Okay. Dr. Asmat Kayam is a pulmonologist and sleep specialist. He practices in the McKeesport and Mon Valley areas, and he's the past president of the Pittsburgh chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations, and that's exactly what we're talking about this week. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area, and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back for a final few minutes. Our guest is Dr. Asmat Payam. He is a physician, pulmonologist, pulmonary care specialist, and uh, sleep specialist. He practices in the McKeesport and Mon Valley areas. He's the past president of the Council on American-Islamic Relations Pittsburgh chapter. You can find out more at CAIR.com. You can also follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, when we took the break, I, I, you were talking about how Islam and the Quran continues to speak to you today and the message that it brings to you. What is the climate like right now for a Muslim living in the Pittsburgh area? And I'll preface this by saying, you know, this is not a political talk show, but, you know, I, I had a public school teacher on the show last week who was talking about his concerns about what is happening in Washington, D.C., how it's going to affect public schools. I had someone from the Persad Center, which helps uh, LGBTQ people. They were talking about their concerns about what's going to happen to that community. Um, you are reading the pap same papers and websites and watching the same TV I am. What's your sort of hopes and fears right now? I mean, the fears are uh, obvious. And actually, uh, 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 six, uh, two, six weeks ago, uh, a cab driver was shot and, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh. And uh, this uh, was uh, definitely, we believe, and the way things went, that that was kind of a hate crime. And that's what, you know, we feared, that uh, the way things went uh, uh, in, 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 you know, in the media and right before election, you know, the things which people were not talking, they are kind of now, they're, they, they are kind of, uh, you know, uh, they are just saying things which they were before, you know, would not say that. And, and they are, you know, even uh, if they had some hatred, they were not, you know, showing it. Now we have seen it's coming out, unfortunately. Uh, but overall, uh, you know, it seems like a situation in Pittsburgh area and is, is uh, you know, not bad. We are involved with other faith groups and other you know, in, in the community and trying to uh, basically, you know, uh, open up and, you know, answer any questions. We invite the people to come to our Islamic centers if they want to know anything about Islam, about us, about Muslims. They are welcome 
And uh, if there are any uh, misconceptions or any questions, we are happy to answer. Um, one thing that strikes me is, you know, you came here uh, to study and to practice medicine in uh, some areas, North Dakota and Minnesota, which are not hotspots for immigration. So there is a need, especially in the rural parts of those states, for physicians. Um, we know we have a need as well in this Mon Valley area. It's not a wealthy community for physicians and, and, and uh, medical personnel. And there was a quote that I, I saw the other day, and um, I'll read it first, uh, and, and then people can figure out who it was. It says, when, when we think of Islam, we think of a faith that brings comfort to a billion people around the world and that has made brothers and sisters out of every race. America counts millions of Muslims amongst our citizens, and Muslims make an incredibly valuable contribution to our country. They are doctors, lawyers, law professors, members of the military, entrepreneurs, shopkeepers, moms and dads, and they need to be treated with respect. In our anger and emotion, our fellow Americans must treat each other with respect. And that was um, George, President George W. Bush. Uh, that you are a, a physician, and, and as you mentioned at the one hospital, 80% of the MDs were Muslim. So these are people who are out there saving lives <laughs> and, and caring for, for one another. And yet there's this sort of, mis, is it misunderstanding that breeds this hatred? Is it lack of knowledge? What is... It, it, it's a combination of those. It's a, you know... Uh, m- Using the politics and, you know, using the Islam and, you know, basically creating people a doubt or whatever to basically get votes are creating fear, you know, among people for no reason. And and that's uh, one of the motive, I I believe it is. And actually, I just want to mention here uh, about, uh, you know, my religion, my religion, my faith also, you know, teaches us to help whatever you can t- uh, to underprivileged area. And for the uh, last six years, we actually, based on that same principle, I see patients without insurance in the hospital, whoever come, I take calls and I offer them to come to my clinic. All my other friends do that. We have opened a free clinic when the UPMC closed the Braddock Hospital. We opened a free clinic there. I volunteer there. I My all like 10 friends who volunteer Saturday and Sunday, we run a free clinic. We give, you know, medications and we do testing there. We raise funds for that from our community. And, uh, you know, that's what my religion teaches you. And it teaches to a point that uh, if you... Uh, if your neighbor is hungry and you are sleeping good, you may not go to heaven because you didn't take care of that. And, you know, those are the things, you know, that's how uh, Muslims are, you know, taught. And that's what this book teaches. And the same way, you know, that's how my Christian friends are taught. The Jews, you know, it's the same religion with the same God. And just so that people know, you know, the no- name of Jesus used in a Quran. I anybody would be amazed that it's more than 50 times. Prophet Muhammad's name is not used, it's like 10 times. And Jesus' name is every third page you go is Jesus, Maryam, and, and their whole story. You know, so my I'm not a Muslim until I believe that 
that uh, Jesus is the prophet of God. He's going to come back as a savior. That's what in my book that when this there's going to be all crap in this world, Jesus is going to come back as a savior. That's what, you know, my religion is. People don't realize that Islam is uh, basically extension of the same uh, you know, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, same one message. There's one God. We are going to go back. It, it strikes me, and we have only about 60 seconds left, but it strikes me you, you mentioned the politics of it. And we were talking earlier, are, are there sort of denominational differences within the Muslim world? And you said the denominational differences that do exist are mostly political differences. And that is the same, I guess, if you're in Afghanistan. Or if you're in the United States. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Politicians find ways to, 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 to use these situations to their advantage. In the last um, 60 or 30 seconds or so that we have left, uh, what are some resources and places available for, for non-Muslims in the Pittsburgh area to, to get more information? Obviously, uh, the Council on American Islamic Relations is one of them. And then, you know, there are community centers like uh, MCCGP is a Muslim community center of Greater Pittsburgh in Monroeville. There is Islamic Center of Pittsburgh in Oakland. There is a map in uh, West, uh, in Wexford and North Air. And uh, there is, you know, like uh, scholars there. There are people there. Anybody can visit that center, ask questions. Uh, before we make any judgment, it's good to learn about that. Uh, and we'll have to leave it there. Uh, Dr. Asmat Kayam is a pulmonary care specialist and sleep specialist. He practices in the McKeesport and Mon Valley areas. He's also the past president of the Pittsburgh chapter on of the Council on Is American Islamic Relations, CAIR.com. Dr. Kayam, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this week. Thank you very much. I appreciate you calling me. And thank you all for listening today to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel. Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.